There's a mom in the scriptures uh, that's actually a very quite popular mom. And uh, in John chapter 2, if you got your Bibles, you can turn there. We'll just walk through this a little bit. It's an amazing story where we see um, Jesus and his mom actually attend a wedding and a family, extended family and friends event. And uh, I, I love this, this scene uh, that we see here because... Of course, this is, this is Jesus' first miracle that he, ever, that he performs, and we read it in John's Gospel. Uh, but it's also a, a scene where John kind of gives us a glimpse into Jesus' mother, who's present a lot in this scene and who's mentioned a lot in this scene. And if we just start reading right from the first verse, I just want to re- read the opening thought here. This is what John tells us, and I'll, we'll go through just a couple of verses. On the third day, uh, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. And he specifically lets us know Jesus' mother was there. So here is Jesus, his disciples, his family. They're heading out to this wedding. They're going to be spending this time together. It's a celebration. It's a cultural event. And, and it's great to see what happens here. And then you see here, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. So this is a big moment here. And you see the nature of Jesus' family. You see his friends, his colleagues, his circle uh, that he hangs around with, his family and friends as well. And then you have this, this mom moment as Jesus' mother is there. Now, there's so much more to this text that I'd love to share about, but I love how John specifically helps us know that his mom is there. And here's what, what Jesus' mother does next in verse 3. You can read it with me. When the wine was gone, so we're at the wedding, and all the wine is finished, and Jesus' mother looks over. Jesus' mother says to him, Jesus, they have no wine. He kind of, she kind of like makes sure that he understands the moment. Have you ever been in a moment where your mother tries to tell you exactly what's going on and you haven't caught on, caught, caught it yet? And she's like, you need to do this. This is missing. Go pick up the vacuum or figure something out or we're missing a table or whatever. Here's Jesus's mother right in the middle of this scene, in the middle of this wedding. It's like, Jesus, there's no more wine. This is an important deal. This is important here. And, and I love how, I mean, kind of, it looks like his mother's meddling a little bit into his life. But here's this next, this next line as we read it. And then Jesus says, woman, now, in Greek, this is not really an offensive term, but here it sounds like that. Why do you involve me? Here's Jesus responding to his mother. She's just told him, don't you get it? There's no wine. You should figure this out. We should do something about it. Jesus is like, why are you making me do this? Why are you, why are you involving me in this? Why is this happening? Now, there's a, there's a reason for this because Jesus says, my hour has not yet come. So here's his interaction. Jesus, up until this point, has not fully been present with people in a sense where they've seen his, heard his authoritative teaching or seen a miracle or really get a glimpse of who he is. And Jesus has been kind of under the radar up until this moment. And, she, and he's literally telling Mary, his mom, hey, the hour has not yet come. Um, this is not, it hasn't been my time yet. And that's what he's telling his mother in this moment. My, my, the hour has not yet come. But I love what Mary says next in verse 5. His mother just says to the servants, do whatever he tells you. It's like his mother's like, I don't care if it's not your hour. You got to do this. This is important. There's no wine. Figure it out. We know what you're capable of. And now's the moment to do it. And it's kind of like in that moment, I love how she just kind of, you know, does that. And this is, this is really, you know, in and of itself, it's amazing to see Jesus' first miracle and what comes out of it and what comes after that. But we see this beautiful relationship that Mary has with her son, 
And it shows even this, even on Jesus' humanity side, leading up to this moment, before the world gets to see who he is, the, before he, he truly gets into ministry and performing miracles and teaching with authority, and of course, leading up to the climactic moment on the cross and the resurrection, Mary's relationship with her son shows the beautiful value of her in his life, even in this moment. And it's strange to even think about this towards Jesus because he's God's son. But it seems that in a human perspective, Mary believes in who Jesus is. Mary believes in who he is. She sees who he is. She knows who he is. She understands his true identity. And it's almost like she's saying, you can do something here. You can, you can help in this moment. Maybe this is your moment to walk into this, this moment and start enacting, like you've said, the kingdom of God has come near. And so on a natural level, I find it beautiful because Mary is, is, is literally um, kind of like unveiling Jesus' calling, Jesus' purpose, Jesus' identity. And I know that's Jesus, but how often in our own lives do we need someone to speak into our lives and to remind us of our identity, our purpose, our calling. We heard that a little bit from the moms on the stage this morning. But this beautiful idea that Mary believes in who Jesus is. And she encourages something in this moment. Now, we, don't, we weren't there. We don't know everything that's going on between them. But she encourages a moment where something miraculous happens. Jesus does get up and he tells someone to fill these common jars with water. And then as those jars are filled with water... They pour out those jars, and as those jars are poured out, now this beautiful, fresh, uh, um, you know, good wine is, is, is the water is transformed into that. That's where we get that popular phrase, turning water into wine. And in this moment, in fact, the, 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 the guests and the, the host and everybody's in amazement because they're like, how is this possible that you've saved the best wine for last? Like, you know, normally you kind of give us the first wine at first and then people get into the party and they don't realize it. And then like the cheap stuff comes on at the end. And he's like, how did this happen? Why did you save this incredible wine for now? And Jesus turns this water into wine. It becomes an incredible miracle in and of itself, this, this transformation that takes place. And they're all amazed by it. But here's, here's the most important thing that happens. It's in verse 11, and it says this. This is what takes place, and you can read it with me here. What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first signs through which he revealed his glory. It, it was in this moment, in this interaction, in this family and friends, extended family gathering, where his glory is revealed for the first time. And, and it, it's, it's just incredible to know that his mother played a part in this scene, in this moment, in this interaction where Jesus' glory, who he is, his true identity, his true purpose, his true power starts to be revealed in this moment. And it was right there at that wedding in Canaan where the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory. And I love what else happens. You notice what else happens? And his disciples believed in him. They were going to this wedding knowing Jesus, um, following Jesus, starting to discover Jesus, and there's going to be more moments of discovery. But in this moment, his disciples put their faith in him. They believe in him. It, this moment wasn't just an ordinary moment. It was, but it turned into an extraordinary moment where his glory is revealed for the first time, 
and his disciples believe in him. Now, obviously, this wasn't just Mary's doing. But isn't it amazing how his mother played a role in that? How this figure in his life uh, believed in who he was, knew his identity, encouraged him, even challenged him. And I want, I want to, just, just for moms for a moment, and then I want to speak to everybody, do not underestimate the power and the opportunity of the belief you have in your kids. doesn't matter how old they are, even if your kids are adults. The incredible opportunity and power that you have to believe in your kids, in their true identity, in who they are. And we know this as individuals, right? People will look at us and we might fail or we might make a decision and you're so longing that people will see who you, who you really want to be, who God is shaping you to be, and sometimes that doesn't always come out. And, and for you moms here in this place, you have this incredible ability and opportunity and proximity to your kids to believe in who they are and who God is making them to be and who God is shaping them to be and what they're made for. And, and this is really important because what you do with your kids, what you do with your children, you can launch them into the life they are called for. Now, the life of Jesus was extraordinary. And what I, I'm not saying today is your kids aren't Jesus. Right? Let's face it. Uh, th- that's not the point. And, and we're not saying they're going to go on and be Jesus because only through the power of the Spirit can we follow Jesus. But what you do with your kids can launch them into the life that God is shaping in them, that God, God is calling them towards. And sometimes, like Natalia had mentioned, sometimes it's like, well, like there's time and how, how, do, how do we grow into that and sometimes change and all that kind of stuff. But the beautiful opportunity to launch them into the life that they're made for this part of a moment that encourages them and others to trust in God. I love this. If we just step back and say, how, how you as moms interact with your kids, it's not only your kids that are transformed or changed or encouraged, but the people around them have the opportunity to put their faith in Christ, to come to see something that God is doing. In this moment where Jesus' mother was a part of, his glory was revealed for the first time, the disciples believed in Christ in that moment in a greater way. And I think what opportunities we have and you, specifically, you have as moms to do that. Now, I want us to understand this. This was just an ordinary moment for them. We read it in the Gospels. We come back, and we call it the water into wine moment. We come back and say, this was Jesus' first miracle, and his glory was revealed, and the disciples believed. But they were just going to a wedding that day. They were just, like, going to a, a celebration. They were, they were just going to spend time with people they knew and celebrate what was going on in their city and their culture. It was an ordinary moment of life for them. It wasn't called the water into wine story that day before it happened. It wasn't called the day Jesus revealed his glory for the first time. It wasn't called the today the disciples are going to believe. Afterwards, John writes it and says, look what happened. But as they walked into that day, as they walked to that town, as they walked into that wedding, as they were eating and hanging out with the other guests, it was an ordinary moment, ordinary moment. And it continued because afterwards they went on to another town. Jesus, his mother, the disciples, they kept moving. This was just ordinary for them. And I want us to realize, whether it's a family wedding or an afternoon gardening or quiet dinner or chaperoning a school event or spending time with friends or navigating through a tough season for life, they're just ordinary moments. But God can use you in those ordinary moments. Isn't that true? And this is not just for moms. This is for all of us. Because there are people in our lives that 
that sometimes we see their identity and their calling, and God wants to use us. So whether you're a mom or a dad, whether you're not a mom, you're not a parent, whether you're married or single, that's besides the point. Isn't it true that God can use you and God can use me to look into someone's life and see sometimes what God is doing more than they can because they're blinded to it? I'm not saying that that was Jesus, but I'm saying that God can use you in that. We can all be used in that way. And I love this quote from someone from another century. He says, To turn water into wine and what is common into what is holy is indeed the glory of Christianity. To turn water into wine and what is common into what is holy is indeed the glory of Christianity. I think this is such a beautiful glimpse of what it means to follow Jesus because even in ordinary moments and ordinary circumstances, God could take those things and use us in such extraordinary ways. And I want us to believe that. I want, if you're a mom, to believe that, but I want all of us to believe that. And I I think, too, even the Son of God, it's so hard for us to glimpse this, but for the first 30 years of his life, Jesus was very obscure. Nobody knew him. Nobody knew much about him. And his parents actually played a very significant role in that. And it seems as though Jesus, like anybody else, because he was fully man and fully God, needed those roles in his life to treasure and cherish and respect and honor and love. And so today I just want to pause and one, I want to, again, just pray for the, the role of a mother in our lives and for us to cherish that. Um, many of us look, look towards our moms, whether they're here with us or not. I know that's difficult, especially if they're not, but to remember uh, that. But I want us to just all learn from this text before I pray. Think about this. Jesus, in this moment, reveals his glory for the first time, the powerful identity of him being God's son, and he commands the miraculous in this moment. If you're here for the first time or a guest, and maybe you're just, oh, I landed here on Mother's Day, we heard some moms talk, you shared this text, the beauty and power of Jesus in this text, I hope it just calls out to you and says, I want to know more about Jesus. I want, to, I want to learn more about Jesus because if this happened you know, in a regular family occasion and he did this first miracle and this starts to reveal who he is, I want to get to know more. So if that's you today, come back. Think about Jesus, the kind of person he was who enjoyed the people and parties around him. He was at this wedding. Yes, he's the son of God and he performed the miraculous, but he spent time with the people around him in proximity to him. And just like Jesus changed water into wine, many of us reflect on that and say, that's a transforming moment in my life. I'm so longing for God to transform me into who he longs for me to be, for him to work in my heart and change me from the inside out. And so if, if, if you're here today for the first time or you're just slowly getting to know Jesus, I hope even in this story you say, I want to know more because that's what we do here. So I'd, I'd love to help you do that. But let's pause and pray today and just celebrate um, the moms here, but also just invite the Lord to work in us, to give us eyes to see what's around us in the ordinary moments of life. Let's pray. God, we're so grateful. There's so much more uh, significance in this story. There's so much more that took place and. God, in the early parts of John's gospel, it's here for a reason, to, 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 to show us that the shift that takes place, this first miracle, this first revelation of the glory of Jesus, this shift in the, in the disciples to put their belief and faith in him. There's so much more here. But we're also grateful, God, that, 
that as we read this account of Jesus' life, we see these elements that we can relate to. Going to a wedding, spending time with friends and family, sitting at a party, being with your mom or your parents. God, we're, we're grateful that, that this part of Jesus' life, even for a glimpse, we get to see it. And we're, we're thankful because it teaches us, God, that you care about every part of our lives. God, I pray for the, uh, for the moms here. I'm just so grateful for the moms in our church community. I'm grateful for the moms that are connected to our church community through people in our church. We're grateful for the legacies of moms that aren't with us anymore. Oh, God, and how you've used them in instrumental ways in our lives. We say thank you. We want, we want to leave grateful, God, for how you have, uh, by your grace and, and providence, just uh, allowed us uh, to have moments with these incredible people in our lives like our moms. God, we thank you for um, the belief that, that many moms have shown into their children, sometimes believing something in them that the kids didn't believe in, in themselves. God, I'm so grateful, um, even in, in our own, my own family, God, how I've seen um, my wife and our Franca just put, just instill belief in our kids, sometimes seeing what you see and they're missing. And God, I pray that you would give all of us eyes. You can all use us. Lord, as we lean into to the relationship we have with you and the work of your Holy Spirit that you say is evident and working in us, then you too can use all of us, regardless of who we are, to see in people what they sometimes don't see in themselves, to see what you see and to encourage that and to call that out of people. And God, there's many people in our lives, and sometimes we've been one of them, that have gone on a detour, that have gone off from the life and person you want us to be, and you've used others to speak into our lives. May we be those kind of people, God. May we see what you see. May you use us, God. Because our ultimate desire, our ultimate desire, God, is for our life and the lives of those around us, everyone we lock eyes with, to see the revelation of the glory of Jesus in their lives and around them. We pray that, God for our families, for our friends, for our kids, for our parents, for our brothers and sisters, for our neighbors and co-workers. God, we pray, we pray for a revelation in their lives that they would see who Jesus is. And just like these early disciples put their faith in Jesus that day, God, we pray for the spiritual steps of people in our lives to make steps towards you. God, because you long for life to the fullest for them, promised in Christ Jesus. That's our heart, God. We want to join that with you. In your name we pray, amen.